Happy Birthday, Mr. President is a production of Big Four Enterprises, copyright 2019. I'm your host, Jeff Myers. My co-host is Carissa Slate. Our creative director is Shelby Myers, and our senior writer is Evan Myers. This is Happy Birthday, Mr. President. Charles Guiteau had followed the president around Washington, D.C. for several weeks, just looking for his opportunity uh, to make his move. And he had several chances, but he just, he just never took his shot. But it was on July 2nd of 1881 when President James Garfield was walking through the train station in Washington, D.C. with Secretary of State James Blaine when Guiteau came up behind him and he shot the president twice. The first bullet glanced off his arm, but the second bullet was lodged, went under his rib cage and lodged in his pancreas. So the president was down. He'd only been in office for four months, and already uh, someone was trying to take his life. They rushed him to the hospital where doctors uh, started working on him, and he seemed to be getting better in and out, and he hung on for about 80 more days. Uh, they moved him to the New Jersey shore. They thought maybe the fresh air would help help him recover, but it was uh, not going to be. And James A. Garfield then became the second president to be assassinated. Wow. Yeah. 80 days in the hospital. 80 days that he hung on. So, hmm. Well, welcome everybody to Happy Birthday, Mr. President. I'm Jeff Myers. I'm your host, and I'm with my co-host, Carissa Slate. And we're just really excited for our inaugural episode of Happy Birthday, Mr. I'm President. I'm so excited. It We've is, been waiting a long time. <laughs> it's very exciting. Uh, so on this episode, we're celebrating the 188th birthday of James A. Garfield. He was born on November 19th, 1831 in Cuyahoga County, Ohio. You in know, a log cabin. In a log cabin. And that's near Cleveland, Ohio. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that means he was a Browns and Indians fan, <laughs> but I don't think they uh, probably not. Probably not playing back then. But yeah, you're absolutely right that uh, Garfield was the. They called him the last log president, log cabin president. Oh really? Yes, log cabin president. Uh, you know he, his father died mm -hmm. uh, when James was 18 months old. Mm -hmm. So James yeah. really never knew who his father was. Uh, and uh, his mother made sure he got a good education. That mm -hmm. was really, really important to her, and he was very much a scholar. He was. He was a teacher. He was a teacher, and he taught at uh, Hiram College. Mm -hmm. And did you know he became president of Hiram College when he was 24 years old? I did. I did, because you told me that. Because I told you that. <laughs> Well, maybe I did yeah. tell you that, but that's, <laughs> yeah, he was, he was very much a scholar and uh, studied the classics as they did in the, in the late uh, 1800s. Mm -hmm. um, he, he served, he was from Ohio, of course, and he served in the Civil War. He was a major general in the uh, Ohio 42nd Regiment. Mm -hmm. So when he was named the regiment, a regimental commander. Do you know how many people he had under his command? No, how many? 
Zero. <laughs> it was the job, part of the job, to go recruit volunteers <laughs> for the Civil War. Uh, but he, he served very valiantly in the mm-hmm. Civil War for the Union, mm-hmm. um, very much uh, pro-Union. And in fact, he was very bitter uh, about the secession of the, of the Confederate States. Mm. Uh, he felt that they were treasonous and, and really needed to be punished. And that, that kind of manifests itself in his uh, later years as a public servant. Yeah. And he served as Ohio State Senator and a uh, U.S. representative mm-hmm. uh, from Ohio uh, before his election as President of the United States. Do you know how tall James Garfield was? I'm going to guess over six foot. Well, you are almost correct. He's six. He was six feet tall. He was, he's six actually feet tall. very, very large man. You know, a lot of presidents are over six feet tall. There are, mm-hmm. there are, a lot. He weighed mm-hmm. two hundred and twenty-five pounds. So, six foot tall and two hundred and twenty-five pounds. I think people respect a big presence. He did have a very big mm-hmm. presence. That's what a lot of people remarked about him. And one of the things he liked to do was keep physically fit. Mm-hmm. So he. One of the things he did was he uh, juggled Indian pins. <laughs> Do you like know what big a, clubs? Like big clubs. <laughs> they weighed. They were like fifty-pound hunks of wood, and he would juggle these. And that's so he had a very much a big barrel chest and upper body, and I, I believe he was also a wrestler. Yeah. Uh, so very, very much could hold uh, his own. He could. One of the other things about when he was a. a a young uh, a boy, he hid a runaway slave. Well, I bet that influenced his feelings on the Civil War, too. He, he very much did. Very much did. Uh, That's he, awesome. Did you know that he was ambidextrous? I did, because you told me. <laughs> and that is so impressive. That is the ultimate dual-tasking. Well, this came up in uh, trivia the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh that uh, the, the question was, are there more left-handed presidents or are there more Nobel Prize-winning presidents? And the answer is there are more left-handed presidents. Ah. Garfield actually happened to be the first. So, so to our listeners out there, that if you ever find yourself at a trivia night and a question comes up about either Garfield or left-handed presidents, mm-hmm. now you know there's more left-handers. He could write than... in like Greek and Latin at the same time with both hands. He would write Greek in Uh one hand and Latin in the other. Very observant. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Well, he served in Congress for a number of years, like 18 years. And it was the election of 1880 uh, when he was nominated to be the 20th president of the United States. And in fact, he was not even seeking the nomination at the time. Back then, a lot of the candidates were uh, brought forward by party bosses. So there was very much uh, uh, crooked uh, mm-hmm, politics mm-hmm. back then. So Although, is it much different <laughs> today than it was then? I don't know. But uh, Garfield actually was nominated president, and uh, Chester Arthur mm-hmm. was his vice, now nominated his vice president. Back then... The parties nominated both a presidential candidate and a vice presidential candidate. So the presidential candidate did not pick his vice presidential candidate. And Arthur was from New York and very much part of the political machine. Mm -hmm. And 
I'm I'm going to be excited when we can do an episode on Chester Arthur mm-hmm. because he was a very interesting character himself. But in the 1880 election, Garfield, his opponent was uh, Winfield Scott Hancock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garfield was the rep- Republican candidate, and Hancock was the Democrat candidate. And Hancock had really um, made a name for himself as a Civil War uh, officer and hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the vote... In 1880, there were almost 9 million votes cast. Yeah. Garfield won by 39,000 votes. Wow. It was very, very... That's close. Very close. And just to put it in perspective, so in 1880, there were 9 million votes Mm -hmm. cast in the election. In the 2016 election, there were 129 million votes cast. Mm -hmm. So just see how far we've come in all those years. Mm-hmm. So back then, uh, the president was inaugurated in March. Today it's in January, but back then it was in March. So he took office on March 4th of 1881, and he was 49 years old. He was a youngin'. He was very, very much a young man. And one of the interesting things is that James Garfield was the only president to be a congressman, Senator-elect and president-elect at the same time. The only one? The only one. Oh. Out of all 45 presidents, he's all the only one. of them. Yes, because he was already a congressman mm-hmm. uh, when he was nominated, and he had actually been elected senator. Mm-hmm. So he had to resign being a senator to become the, to president, be the president of the United <laughs> States. Yeah. Well, he, he served for 200 days, which turned out to be the second shortest term in office. And one of the things that he was really dealing with and when he became president was to really try to root out corruption Mm -hmm. in politics in Washington Mm -hmm. because it was what was called the spoils system Mm -hmm. is that whoever was elected would name their cronies and their friends and give them these offices and that sort of thing. So Garfield was actually a very shrewd politician. Mm -hmm. Uh, He nominated uh, a, a particular person for what was called the New York Customs House, uh, which was a, a political appointed position in the Customs House would kind of dole out different political jobs to different people. Oh. So that's where the different parties that were in control really kind of were, were messing up things and making it really corrupt. Mm-hmm. And uh, Garfield, just being by his nature, uh, really wanted to kind of root that out. Um, now, one of the things that uh, when he was shot uh, and they start, the doctor started working on him, there was a state-of-the-art invention that they, they used on him. It was called the metal detector. Oh, Thomas for the bullet. Thomas Edison actually used it on President Garfield. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. So as they were using this device to try to find this bullet that was lodged in Garfield's pancreas, they would kind of move this device over. When they thought that they found metal, they would start cutting and probing, and then they wouldn't, they wouldn't find anything. So they'd move it around, and they thought they found metal again. They'd cut, and they'd probe, and they didn't find anything. They did that over and over. They punctured his liver <gasps> as they were looking for this bullet that was lodged in him and the thing that happened Mm -hmm. 
Garfield was laying on top of a metal bed frame. You're kidding. That is why this it metal kept detector setting the metal detector kept off. Kept setting the metal detector off. And they just sliced him and diced him. Sliced him and diced him, and they had their dirty little hands. Oh, in their grimy fingers. So he infection ended up getting an infection. So the bullet probably didn't actually kill him. It was you're right. You're a doctor. I am a doctor. <laughs> it was not the bullet that killed him. It mm-hmm. was the infection that killed him. And it's a shame. So for 80 days, as I said in the opening of the show, 80 days, he was kind of in and out. He signed one uh, document in that 80 days. His doctors thought, well, he's he's getting better. And uh, there was actually the document he signed, a prisoner had escaped from a penitentiary in Missouri. And uh, the president, I can't remember the exact details, yeah. signed some sort of a document, but... They wanted to make sure, too, that when he signed it, it he was he coherent. He was in sound mind. Sound mind yeah. and sound body because of, he was president of the United States. Yeah. In the most uh, uh, powerful position in, in the country. So, But he died on September 19th of 1881, thus becoming the second president to be assassinated. Interesting facts, too, that uh, one of the persons that was with the president at the time he was shot mm-hmm. was Robert Todd Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Robert Todd Lincoln was the Secretary of War, and he was Abraham Lincoln's son. Oh, really? So, Robert Todd Lincoln not only saw his father shot oh. and killed, he saw the president Garfield shot and killed. And as we'll learn in another episode, he was around for a third assassination, if you can believe that. Oh, what are the odds? I think Robert Todd probably had some... Bad luck. Well, bad emotional (laughs) things to deal through. Some PTSD. PTSD, for sure. So James A. Garfield died on September 19th of 1881, and he was 49 years old at the time of his death. So here was a man who had uh, come from such humble beginnings, being born Mm -hmm. in a log cabin, being born fatherless, uh, serving in the Civil War as an officer, serving in Congress, being elected president of the United States. And sadly, he only served 200 days. So there's a lot of scholars that uh, wonder he may have been one of the greatest presidents. Yeah. Uh, but he never really had a chance. So he was uh, on the Jersey Shore. Uh, Elberon, New Jersey is, is where he was actually taken. Uh, but they interred his body back in his hometown near Cleveland, Ohio. So I think that the next time I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, I might go to try yeah. to find uh, President Garfield's uh, gravesite. So, well, this is his 188th birthday, so happy, happy birthday, birthday, Mr. Mr. President. President. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we hope you'll join us for our next episode as we celebrate the birthday of yet another president of the States. I want to give special thanks to Catherine Moore, author of The American President, Jared Cohen, author of Accidental Presidents, Eight Men Who Changed America, and Daniel O'Brien, author of How to Fight Presidents. Those are our sorts of insights and inspiration. This is Jeff Myers, 